Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, I saw you guys running around having a great time today. Seems like y'all were having a good time. Who had a good time today? Everybody? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm KO, as you remember from last night, and we are talking about Kingdom Tapestry. And last night, we established that on our journey this week, we at RVR believe that the Lord has kind of entrusted to us this idea of our interconnectedness. Like we are all a part of this great tapestry, this huge design that the God of the universe has designed from the very beginning. So last night, we established two things. Number one, God created everything we see. In fact, in the Bible, in this book called Colossians 1, 15 through 17, it says all things were created by God and for God. And that's great news for us because that means that nothing happens by accident. That in God's sovereign design of all time, he designed everything with a specific plan. So last night we established it. He created the heavens and the earth, like every single star in Isaiah 40. He knows them by name. He knows where the earth is suspended in space. He knows that that earth will suspend us and life. We know that that, that life is intricately woven into his grand plan of all of the galaxies and everything. So that God is huge. He's big. He's bigger than we can even imagine. And even we're getting photographs now of things that he's designed that we're learning more about. But that huge big God in this kingdom tapestry is also intricately involved with you personally. Like God designed you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're a part of his greater design. That means he has a specific plan. We established last night in Ephesians 2.10, you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Like he didn't just slap you together. He put you together specifically, genetically, organically to achieve a purpose. He knows what you're going to do, be, and become, but because he's such a loving God, such a kind God, such a compassionate God, he gives us the ability to choose. You know, a lot of our life in this kingdom tapestry is about your choices, about what you decide to partake in, the decisions that you make for your own life. And your life will become ultimately a tapestry of all of the threads and the interconnectedness that you establish with friends, with your parents, with classmates, with teachers, with coaches, with authority figures, with with people in your churches. Like, Like your connectivity to others to a large degree helps you navigate this thing we call life. So last night we said God is big, but God is also very personal. He's in charge of the whole universe, but he also has a very specific plan for you. Well, tonight the title is The Weaver. In other words, how does he accomplish 
this task for you? How do you discover, like, who does God want me to really be? Or what does God really want me to do? Because in life, we have so many choices. Like, if I ask you in here, raise your hand if you like sports. Anybody in here like sports? Okay, pretty good. Raise your hand if you like the arts, like music, arts, concert, right? Okay, good. Uh, raise your hand if uh, you like traveling. You like going vacations, all right? Okay. Raise your hand if you uh, like candy. Okay, good. All right, raise your hand if you like ice cream. Okay, good. How many kinds of candy and ice cream are there out there? A gazillion, right? All right, so, so yeah, exactly. And not enough. Okay, we need even more. Yes? You love art. Good, good, good. Because I can't paint. I draw stick figures. So that's good. All right. So, uh, yes. You like character design. And some of you, who likes video games? Oh, oh this side, right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, right. So, so here's the deal. The weaver, God, the weaver himself, he gives us this incredible life. But then how do we determine what are the best choices for us? Because if we were really gut level honest, all of us, and, and also I should have said this last night, I want you to know one thing about me here this week. I, KO, I am for you. I believe in you. Like, I want you to have the most amazing, incredible, God-ordained life you could possibly have. I want you to have peace. I want you to not struggle with anxiety and stress. I want you to have the peace that comes from God. I want you to have a relationship with God. I want you to have healthy relationships with others. I'm here to spur you on to help you in this journey in your tapestry. Because the reality is, this is a challenging world we live in for all of us. COVID, no COVID. Political, not political. Like, like we live in a world and your foundation of how you make decisions and who you're going to become largely depends on what you think about God and his son Jesus and the Bible. And that's the reality. Because God, Jesus, and the Bible are three things in your life that will not change in your lifetime. So if we are going to live in this chaotic world that's kind of crazy, that has all these changes, COVID, vaccinations, all that, like, if we're going to live in a world that's swirling around and appears to many times have utter chaos around us, we want to be anchored to a foundation that is stable. And that is what we're going to talk about tonight. I want to offer you stability for your tapestry called life. And it's incredible. Now, we said last night, we talked a little bit, a tiny bit about this tapestry. A tapestry, so we didn't really define it, but in the, the one I said last night was very, 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 very expensive. The ones in France that are kind of the most popular, the most well-known, they're literally worth millions of dollars. And a tapestry is worth millions of dollars. It's probably not worth millions of dollars to you. It's not worth millions of dollars to me. I wouldn't pay millions of dollars, but what makes it valuable and worth millions of dollars is that it has been literally woven together and stitched like individual threads, an 
individual, one individual thread, one at a time for years and years, sometimes multiple generations. And so when you think about how long it takes to create that, and then secondly, so the length of time, the second thing is the value of the thread. Some thread is actually made out of gold or out of silver or out of platinum that, that's beaded and refined, and it's very more than silk, more like the thread itself has high, high value. You know what, guys? You also are a thread in the tapestry of God's kingdom that has a high, high value. Because there is no one else in this world exactly like you. You know, you could find a baseball card. There's a Babe Ruth baseball card right now worth over $2 million. The 1929 Babe Ruth baseball card is worth over $2 million. Does anybody know why it's worth $2 million? Raise your hand. Why is it worth $2 million? Okay, it's very rare. Good, you're right on the right track. Help her out. Okay, yeah, there could be a mistake. It could be like, yes. It could be signed by Babe Ruth. You're all close. It's one in a minute. It's more than that. It's one and only. It's the only one. So if it's the only one and you have it and someone out there wants to pay $2 million for it, they can do it. Guess what? You are one of one. You know when there's an artist, when there's a tapestry, and there's artistry, they put like number one of 15 or number two of 44. Like you're one dash one. You are it. When God designed you, when he had trusted, gifted to you, when God put you together, you are the most valuable version of you possible. You know why? You're the only one. You're the only one. So these tapestries took years and years and years and generations to actually produce. Here's one. I just picked one here. Like, this is kind of a crazy one, and I know it's hard for y'all to see on high resolution, but the reason I picked this one, this tapestry to show you, and then we're going to move on, this tapestry actually has something unique in it. I wonder if any of you could discover or see what is it about this? That There are several things. What are some things that make this unique? Yes. The writing on the bottom is very important. Good observation. Yes, that's one of the things. That's right. Wow. Bang. There is a tapestry inside the tapestry. Like, there's actually not just one. Look how many tapestries in this tapestry. Here's one. Here's one. Over here is one. Right here is one. She's holding one. He has one rolled up. Look how many tapestries. Here's one folded up. Look how many tapestries are in the tapestry. Now, I want to remind you, this is not a photograph. This is not a painting. This is thread. These are woven fabrics 
every single width, every thread in there to make all of the shading and all that. And it takes generations to create that. Now, I'm not, how big is it? Nine by 12, nine foot by 12 foot. I'm not here to tell you like, okay, so now tonight in your small group, we're going to all create, we're going to start building one of these. But what I am here to tell you is, in the same way that this tapestry took many generations of people we don't know and will never meet, we can see the results today. Well, God also gave us an incredible tapestry in our lives. Okay? How are we going to figure out how we fit into his master plan, his master catastrophe? Right here. He gives us his word. The Bible. The Bible tells us all about God, all about creation, all about us, all about Jesus, all about redemption, all about the present, all about the future, all about his return. It is all in here. In fact, many times when we open the Bible, many people just say when we open it, it's just a, a thing that we do. Like many people are like, I don't know where to read the Bible. I don't know what the Bible actually says. Like, or I don't really understand the Bible. Some people, but the Bible actually says that if you open it and read it, it actually will tell you things about yourself and about God that you may have never realized before. In fact, when you look at God's word in first Timothy, it says all scripture is God breathed. You know what that means? That these authors of the Bible, they didn't just go out one day and go, hey, I think I'll write a poem or I'm going to write this down. It means that when Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament, that God inspired him and told him and revealed to him all of the steps of creation. Because people say, People might have asked you before, or you might have asked yourself, how do we know in Genesis 1-1 creation actually happened? Well, it's because God inspired Moses to record that on his behalf. And when we talk about God's word, it is God-breathed. And when we look at it tonight, you're going to understand that when we have this tapestry called God's word, it's also written just like the rug, we never saw those people who stitched that rug. We never saw the writers of the New Testament. But we now have the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, to reveal to us the incredible nature and character of God. The Word of God is alive and active. That's why when we go and you start and you pick it up, you say, like, from Genesis to Revelation, like, what does the Word of God tell us about ourselves? What does it tell us about God? What does it tell us about Jesus? What can it help? How can it help us in a circumstance that we have? Like, all the answers are in God's Word. When we're looking for something to see what's going on in there, like, I don't know where to turn. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling stressed. I don't know what's going on. We have the answers if we will go. We want to go to social media. We want to go to our friends. We want to go to blog. Like, but if we will turn to the kingdom tapestry that is ordained by God, written by God, given to us by God, we can all share in common a thread that will lead us to the same answers. Yes, ma'am? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the Bible. 
Some of you may know this. This might be a review. But let's look at this incredible tapestry called the Bible that God gave to us. It was written by 40 different authors. So just like when you look at a tapestry and you have all the different silk people and they're sweeping all of their little wefts and they're putting all their threads in there, the Bible is also written in the same way by 40 different authors. It was also written over 1,500 years. Now think about that. Like, how many of you guys as a family sometimes have trouble deciding where to go to dinner? Like you're in the car, like, where do y'all want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to Like, raise your hand. How many of you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine over 1,500 years, these writers of this incredible tapestry called the Bible, from Genesis all the way through all the prophets, through the Gospels, Acts, Romans, through all the New Testament letters, from Genesis to Revelation, the entire Bible fits together perfectly with no mistakes. That's called inerrancy, means it's perfect. Every single Bible. The Bible validates itself throughout over the entire 1,500 years. It's written in three different languages. So when you think about like what the, the language world that we live in today, it's written on three different continents. Like as this Bible, this tapestry was written to us, it is written not only in one geographical location, it's written by 40 authors, 1,500 years, three different languages, three different continents, and it all fits together like that beautiful kingdom tapestry that we just looked at. Why am I telling you that? Like last night, I helped you understand, like our, our body, our human body is a tapestry. We're all interactive organ systems working together. The Bible is a tapestry. God's interworking in your life is apparent all around you. But like many things in life, sometimes we just don't pause or we don't stop. We don't think about it. We don't reflect on it. Here's the last thing about the Bible that's really incredible. The Bible history lines up with the world's history or what they call Western civilization perfectly. Meaning, when you go to a history book and look to see who was a king or who was in charge or you read about the Roman Empire or you read about Alexander the Great, all of those events line up perfectly with all of the events of the Bible. In other words, the writing of secular writers, non-Bible writers, non-theologians who just record history. If you go into court today, let's say you get a speeding ticket. I'm not going to say I've been there. I have a few in my life. But if you go to court and you're there, there's going to be a courtroom reporter, and that person is going to write down all the things that someone says, whether it's a prosecutor or a defense attorney. There's a recorder. They're going to just sit there, and that person is impartial. The recorder, they don't know if you're guilty, not guilty. They don't know if you're speedy, not speedy. There's a courtroom reporter, and they're literally just sitting there, and they're recording the facts. They're recording the data. All they're doing is recording, recording, recording. That's their job. All day long, they just transcribe and record. That's what they do. Well, the historical recorders. 
They don't care if he was Jesus or not Jesus. They don't care if there's a God or not a God. They don't care if the person in charge or not. The historical recorders who are just recording history record the events of history and they match perfectly with the kingdom tapestry. What am I here trying to share with you tonight? The work of God has always been at work, is currently at work, and will continue to be at work in your life. Hey, campers, you are a part of something so much bigger and so much greater in this life. You are designed. You are an individual, valuable, silk, gold, platinum thread that matters intensely to the God of the universe. He designed you. He created you. He loves you. And He sent Jesus here for you. And that might be old news. That might be doubtful news. That might be confusing news. But let me tell you something tonight. That is accurate news. It's not what K.O. thinks. It's what this incredible tapestry called the Bible says about you. That's why you're here. That's why at RVR, we want you to understand your incredible worth, your value to the God of the universe that He deeply created you, has a plan for you, and wants you to be an active participant in His tapestry because His tapestry offers more than the world. It offers peace and hope and love and forgiveness. His tapestry is something that's going to be adding to your life and building you up, not destroying your life and tearing you down. And we want you to understand that. We want you to understand that the God of the universe who created you and has a plan for you desires relationship with you. Yes, sir, my man. Absolutely. We have to have each other. You're exactly right. So what my man said, because it's kind of hard, he said, and we have to have all of the threads. You can't just be an individual thread. Any of you ever had like a really nice sweater or something and you got a pool or you got a snag on it? Like, and then you're like, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Like, that's exactly right. We all need each other. All right, so let's get to it, Old Testament, New Testament. The problem is when you guys read the Bible, because I hang out with you guys sometimes, this is what you guys see. They're like, I don't really know how to read the Bible, which I understand could be a problem for some of us. I, I understand. I get it right now. But here's what I want you to know tonight as we're going to talk, okay? In the Bible, we have some promises. There's two things the Bible gives us, okay? Protection and promises, okay? Protection meaning God created you, has a plan for you, and has you here on earth for a specific purpose. And he is going to protect that purpose in your life. Okay. Second is provision. He's going to provide. He's provided his word. He's provided creation. He's provided parents. He's provided camp. He's provided RVR. He's provided food for us today. Like he provides 
we take for granted. Like right now, He's providing for you breath. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. You don't have to, you don't have to tell your heart right now, beat, uh, beat, uh, beat, uh, beat. Like, you know, like He's providing literally sustaining life for you right now. 1 Corinthians 12.20 tells us this. He says this. God, who's given you this life, has gifted you. He's given you some incredible gifts. In fact, it says, just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all the many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. God is going to enable you guys to do all kinds of things. You may want to be a doctor, lawyer, architect, nurse, businessman. I, I, I have no idea, but I know this, that God, because he told us last night, you're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, has a plan, a specific plan for your life. But here's the thing, not only a plan for what you're going to do in life, not only a job or a career, but listen to this. He also has a purpose in his kingdom, in the spiritual realm for you. Maybe you're going to be a person who takes a mission trip to Guatemala or Mexico City or, or to a third world country. Maybe you're going to start a nonprofit that helps minister in some way. Maybe you're going to help gather clothing at your school for people after a big national disaster. Maybe you're like, like God has incredible opportunities and gifts for you not only to do something, but to serve along the way. Like you can be a part of other people's tapestry by serving and giving and loving them well. In fact, there's four different passages of Scripture that talk about these gifts. They actually list them out. And so I'm not going to teach on those, but I just wanted to put those up there for you because I know a couple of you do take those, but like, if you're serving, like he's going to enable you to serve a local church, to serve your school, to serve all kinds of things. If it's teaching, some of you are going to teach. Some of you is like working, like there's all kinds of things that you guys are going to be doing as a part of the kingdom tapestry. So a question I have for you is, what do you think God's long-term plan is? for you. What do you think? Some of you know, some of you don't know, some of you thought about it, some of you have not thought about it, but what would that be? What is your place and how are you going to discover that? I'm going to teach you three quick things that can help you over the next, you know, period of your life, depending on what that is, help you find your thread your space in the tapestry. Here's number one. Number one is, what is your passion? Raise your, uh, earlier, uh, let me ask y'all, I'll ask y'all some questions. Um, raise your hand if you think you know what Steph Curry's passion is. Anybody have any idea what they think that what Steph Curry's passion might be? What do you think? Basketball, okay? What part of basketball, what do you think? What do you think? Huh? What do you think? Okay, what's your passion? What's that? Art? Good, 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 good. There you go. All right. So Steph Curry, Steph Curry's passion, one of his passions, he's got many actually, but is shooting a basketball. 
Steph Curry would say that, of course, God has given him a gift, obviously, and genetics, but he would simply say this. How did I become the best shooter in the NBA? I shot, and I shot, and I shot, and I shot. Steph Curry would say, I have missed more jump shots, more three-pointers than most people have ever taken because his passion to be the best at a craft. You, you could be passionate about a, a, a third world problem. You could be passionate about getting clean drinking water to a third world country. You could be passionate about elementary age uh, school children who can't read. You could be like, like, you could be passionate about sports. You could be passionate about art. Like, what are things that genuinely you are passionate about? A question you could ask yourself about passion is this If you could do something for the rest of your life, you could do something for the rest of your life. And you would be successful, and time and money was not a part of it, what would you do? Like, what would you do with your time if you could do that thing or serve that purpose, or you could eliminate like cancer? You could find the cure for cancer, or you could find the cure for this, or you could solve world hunger, or you could solve clean drink. Like, so passion is. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if money and time were not part of it? Number two, your gifts. Like as you get older, you're going to figure out some things for you come pretty easy. You're gifted in that way. And some things are hard. Raise your hand in here if you struggle with math. Raise your hand if math is like, yeah. So for some of you, yeah, today, it still does not matter what X equal, okay? I understand that, all right, all right, I, I get that. Raise your hand if you have trouble, like, writing. You hate to write, write papers, write, write. Look at the people in here, yep, there you go. Good, all right, put your hands down. Raise your hand if you, uh, raise your hand if you enjoy, like, interacting and being in large groups of people. You want to be with more people, the better, okay? Good. Raise your hand if you like um, solitude, like you like quietness, solitude, you like to reflect, you like to think, journal. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. All right. Raise your hand in here if you like to try new food. You like new things. You like to try new food or whatever. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hands down. All right. Raise your hand in here if... Um, if you could, I better not say that. All right, so, uh, no, no. Um, so, when you start talking about your spiritual gifts over the next two years, the Lord is going to help you define the thread that you have in the tapestry that God is designing. That tapestry is your life. You are currently actively sewing and weaving your life together. So you have so far, this is where you are. But in the next two years, and for some of you, the next two to five years, you're going to put an entire new section on your tapestry that for a large degree will help you determine the type of person 
that you want to do and be and become. The question is, are you going to do it according to how God's designed, according to His Word, and according to the teachings of Jesus? Or are you going to take the thread out of God's hand and try to sew your own tapestry? We at RVR and BKO, I'm going to encourage you while you can to put that thread in the hand of God and walk closely with Him as He continues. Because need, when you look at that, is how God will meet your needs and how you then can meet the needs of others, which is why the center of that is called God's will. We desire for you to sew your tapestry in the center of God's will where you're passionate, where your gifts that he's entrusted to you are being used, where he is meeting the needs of others. Because you are allowing God to work in your life. The question for you tonight is, are you going to allow God to be your weaver? Or are you going to try to weave your kingdom tapestry yourself? Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. We thank you for these students. And we thank you that of all of the heavens and the earth and the planets, you created us here on earth to have relationship with you. We thank you that we're your workmanship, that you knit us together in our mother's womb. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you that you have given us your word. It is a tapestry. It is a tapestry written by 40 authors over 1,500 years on three different continents and three different languages to remind us that you created us, you love us, you sent Jesus here to this earth to die for us. You have a plan for us here on earth and for eternity. And you desire to use us, God, in your kingdom tapestry to meet the needs of others. So God, I pray that all of these campers, as we continue now, to progress and think about how we as individual threads fit into your kingdom tapestry that you would show us that. You would reveal to us. You would show us how we can walk closely with you. And God, I pray that if there are campers here this week that don't really know you or don't fully understand how that works, that these incredible times with their counselors and in their small groups, that you would bring meaningful discussion and you would help them answer some of their deepest questions. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.